This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Elsie. What is up, Jess? What? What part of your? Oh my God! In that cackle, what crawled up your business? What crawled up your lady business today, Elsie? I don't know. Elsie's all hyped up. You know why? Because it's three thirty and not noon when we normally record. So she may be a little weirder, different times of the day. I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a different time. Yes. <laughs> yes, and um, and also it's Monday, you guys. So I think That's that we true. should be clear about that, guys. Sometimes we don't. We're time shifted, so this is. You guys are not going to get. We're recording a, a a week ahead of when a you guys are going to hear. Yeah. So if we don't address things that happen in the week before, it's just because we recorded before. <laughs> so yeah. There. So before we get started, I want to address what happened with episode 134. It was put up last Monday and then... The Monday before that. Whenever it was put up... Yes. The beginning of the show focused a little bit on the women's rally and I I sort of had a, a bit of an impatient reaction to the idea that women's rally was a good example of white privilege, which doesn't mean that I didn't agree. It just meant that I was... A little sad that we got it wrong again. And then the conversation went for about a half hour and included some other things that I said. I personally said Elsie and I were discussing some, you know, issues about Black Lives Matter and being in sort of a generation that hasn't seen a lot of protests and rallies. And pretty much everything I said was a perfect example of white privilege and how you know, I'm probably not educated on all the things that a person without white privilege would have. And so consequently, some of the stuff I said or didn't say hurt some people's feelings. And I don't ever want that. I don't ever want the show. I mean, even if my it's probably sounds weird coming from me to hear me say I don't ever want to hurt someone's feelings because I know I can be a little ranty and I know I'm very opinionated. I don't do it because I think it makes good radio, although it might. I do it because I do feel strongly about the things. Um, However, when it comes to race and civil rights, I feel very strongly that every single person in this country and really in the world should have civil rights regardless of whatever color or sexuality or decisions or even crappy personality traits they may have. So I didn't want to have said anything that would indicate otherwise. And I felt like People listening to the things I said about being frustrated about being white or being white privileged or not being able to know when to consider the other and when not, I think that, well, I know it was hurtful to people because they told me so. And so I pulled it down before anyone else could hear it because 700 people heard it before I had a chance to take it down. And including the person whose posts that Elsie and I were discussing about the women's rally. And she's a friend and I certainly wouldn't want to hurt her or anyone listening who's friends with her. You know, so I pulled it down. And then 
I think before you hear this episode, we will have taken out the parts that we know were hurtful and put back the rest of the episode. So if you haven't heard it, you can probably re-download it if you'd like to. Again, it's episode 134. And we do talk about some other important things in there. But I just want to be clear again, and this will probably come up later in today's show, that you know, regardless of what I say or how I sound, and let's just use me for everybody, including our beloved president, I think until you know the person's entire story, their background, their, you know, and their point of view, taking one thing they say or that you might hear out of context and therefore judging that person and labeling them something like racist or homophobe isn't just unfair. It's... um. It's ridiculous. And then once you have that label on someone, it's impossible for them to defend themselves. So it's always best when you're in a situation when you see or hear something that you don't like that someone else has said to maybe keep your mind open and wait for the rest of the story because people are so ready to be enraged without caring about the other side of the story. And it is damaging to our psyches. I think you get everyone all riled up. Often it's not for the reason you think there's drama, there's hurt feelings and there's tears and none of that really needs to be necessary. If you just give the other person a chance to speak or in my case, listen to what I actually said which was that I'm obviously the opposite of those things that I care very much about those people and all people. So anyway, that's what I wanted to say. Elsie's very quiet because she's waiting for me to end this. I just want to say um, you can go back and listen to it. And that I'm really sorry if I hurt or offended anyone, it would never, ever, ever be my intention. That's all. Very, very well said. It was a little repetitive, but I feel like we got the point. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. For you, awkward, <laughs> awkward, <clears throat> um, cookies, t-shirts, poppies. Uber Thank has an you, app. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's do some news that this time is brought to you by podcast websites. If you are new to having a show, if you're frustrated with your podcast website or your podcast host right now, podcast websites is an amazing solution. You can find them at podcastwebsites.com. Everything is built in. It's completely integrated podcast hosting, statistics, website, all the things. Uh, it publishes to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, it will give you the RSS feed, same as a normal podcast host. But in addition, you have the benefit of a very of a. It's built on WordPress, so it's very similar to a WordPress backend. And then also the front end has very nice drag and drops and templates, so you get a really snazzy website and all your podcast hosting. Um, for a low monthly price, check it out, podcastwebsites.com. The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. On to the Uber, which I think we pulled this. I don't know when you pulled this article, but did you know that as of like last night, the CEO of Uber quit or got fired? I think or it was something? the president. Yeah, it's the president What'd of I say? Uber. Not the, the CEO, the, CEO. the president. Yeah, Jeff the president. Jones. I'm not sure. We don't remember when we were talking about this conversation of way back when presidents versus CEOs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just remember that I, I, yeah, I did I very read that article. I know the difference. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the difference between the president and the... Well, I wasn't saying that you didn't know the difference. I was saying I didn't know the difference where I was like, president, CEO, what does that matter? Blah. So anyway, I because read and it CEO said... the CEO is like sort of in charge of all the operations of things, making sure everything goes smoothly. And a president is like the face, the guy who talks to the press. Yeah. I mean, not every company has both, but like... Between you and I, I would be the CEO and you would be the president because you're much more people facing and smoothing over and I'm much more typing and ordering and getting, you know, getting shit done. I'm much more of like the, yeah, of like the operations manager and you're much more of like the, let's make sure everyone's happy and all the politics are taken care of. That's more like the president. So anyway, so it is the president and he um, is quitting or has quit or it says is quitting is what it says, citing differences over beliefs and approach to leadership. So, um, yeah, he I guess he's like this is the um, I guess subtitle. I mean, it kind of almost sounds like he's the sexist because if you have a difference in approach in leadership and they're saying that Uber has a m- huge problem of sexism and leadership, there sounds like they're kind of blaming it on him. And if they're not. Maybe internally he feels like they're blaming it on him or well, maybe he, it's his fault. Either he way. was only there for six months. I don't think he can build a sex. I know, sex, but it's sex, not going sex, well, sex, is it? No, it's not. No. So, yeah. But anyway, yes, he is leaving. And so basically what right, he so said. back to your article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me just say what he said before we go to that. So anyway, he said, okay. quote, it is now clear, however, that the beliefs and approach to, to leadership that have guided my career are inconsistent with what I saw and experienced at Uber. And I can no longer continue as president of this ride sharing business, unquote. So six months Wait, ago, so he came in. He saw the sexism and he didn't like it. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring this to. So basically all the stuff that's been happening, he was seeing in his six months that he was there. And he finally was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. That's what I figure. But anyway, who knows? I wonder what I, he saw. I do not know. But anyway, in terms of podcasting, this is interesting. So Uber has has an internal podcast. So and it's available via the app, which is very intriguing. So basically what what happens is when you as a I guess as an Uber employee reaches like opens the app, they share information through podcasts or like audio they're like voluntary driver meeting things, podcast in there where they get this information. And so basically what they do is they really just push the Uber's point of view. Then this article that I share, the title of this article from The Verge says Uber is uh, using in-app podcasts to dissuade Seattle drivers from unionizing. So that's an interesting use of podcasts. Which is why I put it up here. What do you think about? It's kind of manipulative. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's be- it seems manipulative because the topic seems manip like it seems like why would like I-, I when I read this headline I was like oh my god I cannot believe that they're doing this with their drivers you know and then I thought well doesn't all companies have like a culture or a belief system that we would want all of the people that work for us to align with in some way and sort of like know more about or am I right? But just the way it sounds is like the evil Mugatu is trying to convince all the Uber (laughs) drivers to kill the president of Malaysia. (laughs) Oh, okay. then. Do you know what that's from? No. Oh, it's from uh, Zoolander. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I have no idea what you were talking about. Did you ever see Zoolander? I think I kind of did. 
so yeah, in Zoolander, that's the whole thing is like the head of some modeling agency tries to brainwash models to kill oh. for political reasons. Well, see, well, there's that. But then I was thinking about you but know, there's been other companies. There, there's been other companies like uh, Lululemon, the um, sort of like high end yoga clothing company, whose CEO I think. The first, at least the first one that was back in the day that kept getting in trouble, had a spe- had a specific sort of type of um, worldview that he wanted to impart to the majority of the people that worked for him. And so, part of the training that you needed to go to if you wanted to be a Lululemon employee at a certain level, I think I'm not sure if it was everyone, was to go to landmark forums and or like landmark trainings, and that's a bit of indoctrination to some degree to have to sort of be put in this place like if you wanted to move up in the ladder and there were things that were expected of you too as a lululemon employee like you needed to go to like work out like that was part of the the scoop like you had to like they gave you free usually they'll buy your um either uh yoga class passes for you or gym memberships for you or whatever and they you you kind of choose and then they bought it for you and they expected you to go work out. That was part of the scoop. As long as they give me time in the day to do so, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, no, what I'm saying is, yeah, so there's like positive, like you could see that that's good, but then at what level does it start to, I don't know. And I guess you could, you know, now I mean, they does could that use- mean you don't hire people who have a heart murmur? No, I think that- or Or who are in a wheelchair because they can never... I mean, technically, there could be discrimination. Yeah, no, everybody could work out. It doesn't matter. I mean, as long able. as you're, yeah, if you're just if you're differently abled in any way, shape, or form, you could still work out. It's just not going to be at the local yoga class. Right? Okay, tell that to Christopher Reeve. Well, you could still you could still do it. Like it depends if you want to do what you want to do. There's different although ways apparently to do it. he could still get it done in the bedroom. So what do I know? Oh my gosh, Jess, <laughs> that's what I heard. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah, Why? Yeah. What did I do? Oh, my God. We can't talk about Christopher Reeve and what? Is that disrespectful now to Superman fanatics? Is that what I've done? What have I done? What have I done now? No, I I just was thinking. I just felt, I don't know. know. Well, he has passed on, you know. I know. That's what I was. So is the wife. (laughs) Dana passed on, too. They both died. She died two years later of cancer also, lung cancer. Very sad. But, I mean, I'm just saying she said that they had – listen, I'm only alluding to the fact that in many interviews she said they had a fully physical and intimate relationship. Yes. That's all. That's all I said. Okay. All right. I just didn't know how that that applied to like Uber and the company. Uber and the company. I don't remember now, but it did a minute ago. (laughs) I don't remember. Um, so oh, Lululemon, because ha- we were talking about differently abled workout people, and I was yes, proving so I was your point, which was- is that everyone can work out regardless of their physical limitations. Yes, exactly. And so I was just saying, I'll never do it again. That in in like 
so it's a positive thing. So that's very intriguing. I would like to get information from my company. It just seems a little bit weird that um, I guess maybe it was just the way that The Verge positioned this as a title that it made it seem kind of dirty and ucky, which is that it's using it, you know, using these podcasts to dissuade Seattle drivers from unionizing. And I'm not sure if that's exactly what they're doing because I can't I don't have access to that podcast. Therefore, I cannot hear if it's like propaganda. You know what I mean? Right. So I have no idea. Can we go to the next news yes. item? Yes, we can. Go. <laughs> I feel like we went too long on that one. Yeah. What is Apple's next chapter in podcasting, Elsie? Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually an, uh, an article that was put up on, um, on uh, the Facebook group for the podcast movement group. I saw it and I didn't read it. And then Rhoda, our own lovely Rhoda Sommer from What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, she sent me a link to this in Messenger as well. And I was like, oh, I remembered I need to read this. So Jason Snell was commenting on when Eddie Q was on the Code Media Conferences, which was put on by Recode, and he was asked about podcasts. And basically his response was something like, yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> it was like, that was basically all he said. And then everybody kind of went to like, what does that mean? And that wasn't very much information. And was it dismissive? Or thank you, Apple, for giving us absolutely zero information about this. So what Jason Snell did is he he speculated, being the Apple pundit that he is, about what exactly Eddie Q could have possibly meant. Because a lot of people wanted more particularly people who are looking to get more data. So this article that you guys can actually read in the show notes, my favorite part about it is that the majority of people are always requesting Apple data. They want to get the subscriber counts. They want to know like when people drop off when they're listening to their podcast. They want to know all of the stuff that they can't right now. That's like a huge thing. In fact, so huge that somebody broke their embargo or whatever to not talk from when they were um, part of a, a super covert meeting with Apple people. Some of the podcasters said we didn't get what we wanted. And that was a huge thing that Jess and I talked about way back. So Jason has this to say about it. In terms of a speculation, he says what Apple won't do is provide a lot of user data. And this is exactly what he says that a lot of podcasting startups want. And so this is what he has to say as a podcaster. Consider me skeptical. While I'm frustrated by the lack of detail and consistency about podcast listenership, I've got a podcast that regularly hits 30,000 downloads by one measurement and 20,000 by a different one. I've seen that the flood of user data has done to the world of web publishing. Most web data is used to justify reducing ad rates and increasing the invasiveness of advertising. Besides, if an advertiser is happy with the result it receives on a podcast that claims 20,000 listeners, doesn't that mean that the advertiser is paying the right price? If it turned out that the same podcast only got 10,000 listeners for a regular episode, it wouldn't change the result. In fact, you could argue it shows that podcasts are that much more effective at connecting with an audience. But someone else might use that data to argue for a 50% rate cut for the podcast instead. More data doesn't generally improve the quality or price of advertising. So that's why I like him, because... I don't want to have that data from my perspective and especially from the advertising perspective. Do you agree with me, Jess, or not? I do. I do. I totally agree. 
But anyway, I just, I prefer that. And he also said that what Apple might do is support paid podcast subscriptions, which I'm cool with that. It's actually not a big deal. It's sort of like providing the possibility for some podcasters to be able to offer the premium type model. To monetize, maybe? To monetize, yeah. Like as in providing just the ability for an RSS feed to in some way be... Maybe you have to pay in order to get all the episodes or something like that. And that it's all built into the subscription model that's already set up within the iTunes store system, which is super easy to do. In fact, I just subscribed to something myself and it was the easiest thing to do across all of my devices. I now am a pro user on an app that I'm going to be mentioning here soon. And it's really, it was a seamless integration throughout the platform. I think that that would be fantastic. And it would probably put a lot of people's um, <laughs> other things like Patreon. That would be like a competitor, a really big competitor for Patreon, the Patreon model. Um, another thing that Apple might do, uh, expand across platforms. I thought that this was really cool, like meaning the podcast app would now be part of the Windows ecosystem as well, Windows mobile, Windows uh, mobile, that is, in Android ecosystems, because now the podcast app is really just available inside of uh, iOS devices. So that would be kind of neato. And then another thing, the last thing he says is that what Apple would probably do, keep iterating on app and curation. So that's something that would be interesting since they only have like a couple of people still that are, for the most part curating all of the content that's out there and maybe, I don't know, shifting the algorithms in some way for listeners or I don't know, because they do have to address that at some point. So anywho, I just thought it's really interesting. So if you guys want to geek out on some of these types of things and see if he's right. I don't know why they can't give us user data. I mean, can't we at least, I mean, it would just be awesome if podcast listeners could opt in to giving us demographic, like couldn't at the beginning of them downloading the app or somewhere in the app, opt in and let podcasters know who their audience is. It would be so helpful if they could just spend a little bit in this area. Whatever. I think. Well, it womp, might be. Womp. Don't yeah, you? But what's in the Apple ID? Do, what's in your Apple ID? I mean, I'm just asking. Like, what Apple is Apple like, knows I, everything. That's why the CIA is always trying to get in there because they know <laughs> age. They know gender. They have all our location and tracking device. They can tell you how often I go to Whole Foods. They can tell you how often I go to the bathroom. They know everything. They know yeah. everything. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, I don't think that it's likely to happen. It's just something that they've never been. I don't want to know how often they go to the bathroom, but I just want to know if, you know, if they also listen, you know, people who listen to She Podcasts also listen to Serial. That would be helpful to me. Yeah. And as of now, you know, that there's been a, I've had questions from people that go like, how come, usually they come into the feed, not to us, but it's like, how come, you know, when I, when somebody subscribed to my podcast or, or not even subscribe, when they come to their page on, in iTunes at the bottom, it says people has, have also subscribed to, and they, usually the producer is complaining that the, the podcast on the bottom are not the ones that should be showing up or how come I'm not showing up when I know that people who listen to this podcast also listen to this podcast. And we really have no answer for that because we have no idea what the algorithm around that is. And or will we ever, which is why they're annoying. Exactly. But you know, I kind of don't really care that much about that. But anyway, um, so, but you have some data that you wanted to kind of talk about here about PodTrack. 
Yes, Podcrack released their 2017 ranking of all shows. However, I would like to also remind those listening that they're only measuring shows that are on the Podtrack system. So if you don't have if your show is not on the Podtrack measurement and ranking system, first of all, you should get on there because it does help you like land advertisers if you ever want to work with them or me or anybody. Um, then we know really how many downloads, how many thousands of downloads per episode your show gets. But anyway, okay. So the top 10, we have the top 10 publishers. And uh, I know you're going to be shocked by this, but here it goes. NPR. No. With, I know, <laughs> I know. Try not to hold on to your face so it doesn't blow off. <laughs> With 35 shows and then WNYC with another with 43 shows. I know. Hold out. Hold your seat. Hold <laughs> it's on. Crazy. I can't even. Then take it. This American Life slash Serial, How Stuff Works, Radiotopia, CBS, New York Times. That's actually a new one, I believe. It is. That's what they led with. Yeah. WBUR, which I think is Chicago, The Moth and then American Public Media. All right. So. Not as exciting of news as you probably expected, but uh, the reason I like to draw it to our attention is because it's very annoying. It's almost like saying, here are the top publishers of She Podcasts that are in the group. Right. Well, if you're not in the group, you can't be you counted. Can't be counted. That's exactly. right. Yeah. But this is a, and then they call themselves a standard measuring tool, right. which is, that's why it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, but it would, I think you're right. And actually, you know what it would be? It wouldn't be. Like I wouldn't call myself a standard measuring tool and then say I'm only going to judge people who are in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, you don't count. Right. And but but what I'm saying here because it's like it's the label that gets you though. Because I'm okay with having like the top industry rankings for she podcasts or for you know. But it would be different if we said the top industry ranking for women who podcast. That would be disingenuous because yeah, right, exactly. You know what I mean? That would be like. It would just be like, you know, you'd be like, wait a minute. I'm a, what do you mean? You know, and then all of a sudden you'd see like, oh, I wasn't even part of it. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not to say, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh. Right. right. Oh, so I see. This is so annoying. Yeah. So anyway, well, thanks for bringing it to our attention. And now we know that procasters yeah, have yeah, big, yeah. Um, <laughs> big audiences. Yay. <laughs> Ta-da. I know you're shocked. I know. Very, Speaking very of big podcasters, if you want to come and schmooze with those people, as well as your fellow peers, yes. as well as Elsie and I, as well as every podcaster you've probably ever come in contact with, met, you've got to come to Podcast Movement 2017, which is this summer at the end of August. Um, if you go to podcastmovement.com, you can already register and get your tickets and 15% off if you use the promo code she podcasts with an S. She podcasts with an S and all together. So she podcasts with an S. Yes. Yay. Not two words. But yeah, go to podcastmovement.com. It's in Anaheim, which is where Disneyland is. And um, I heard it's a beautiful hotel. So that should be fun. It's going to be awesome. Um, and we're going to finish up our, our little bit news here talking about... This interesting thing, we talked about this, I believe, in the last episode, Jess, because I may be wrong. When we were talking about the Richard Simmons thing, and then you started to talk about Serial and how maybe like the, the influence of some of these shows could be positive. And then I said, well, Adnan Sayed, like he wasn't necessarily found guilty or like it wasn't that he was innocent. 
you know, the guy from Serial. It was just that the story was just put out there mm-hmm. to see that, you know, his court proceedings and the way that the investigation went wasn't perhaps the best, but it wasn't a judgment on, on that. But this is cool. The article is from Rolling Stone and it says how Up and Vanished, so that's the name of the podcast, uh, helped solve cold murder case. Payne Lindsay decided to make a podcast from the coldest case he could find, and now two arrests have been finally made from a 12-year-old murder. How cool is that? So anyway, that's it's amazing. Even, it's insane. So Yay. this all happened in um, in Georgia. So this producer guy decided that he he was like I believe he was a documentary filmmaker before, and he wanted to make something that was interesting and unique in the audio world. And he decided, hey, I'm gonna go. And look at the cold murder cases in Georgia. And uh, I'm going to see if anything like jumps out at me. And he came across this specific one that he was like, oh, this looks like a really interesting thing. This woman, Tara Grinstead, was like a beauty queen type of person. Uh, She was a school teacher. And all of a sudden she vanished and her home was completely closed. Like it was like no, there was no break-ins. Everything was still at home. The only thing that was missing was, I think, her keys and her wallet or something like that. And then they found, like, uh, one of those gloves that, you know, you put on so that you don't leave fingerprints type of thing in her yard. But there was Mm -hmm. nothing else. And then nobody ever heard from her again. Like, there was nothing. So this case went cold. And it, it actually started to get a lot more legs and uh, they ended up finding the person. But what's so weird about it is that the guy who actually got was arrested was almost, I, I think he was nowhere in the original case file, nor was he anybody that, of any kind of interest in the podcast either. It just happened mm. that just through conversations, they found the dude. It's amazing. You guys, you guys have to read this article. It's fascinating fascinating so link in the show notes yay yay toot, toot. yay and um and speaking of show notes and speaking of <laughs> speaking of show notes, actually it's a terrible our, segue because he doesn't do our show notes no, he but doesn't. we want to tell you about and give a shout out and a clapperoonie yes, to our beloved editor john yes. hi john yes thank you for being such a wonderful friend and a wonderful editor and who sprung into action when i had podcasts that needed to be deleted and cut up and chopped this last couple yeah. weeks. So um, yep. if you need an editor who's also your BFF, visit audioeditingsolutions.com. Yes, of course. And now we're getting ready for some tool tips that are um, sponsored by Cast Plus. Cast Plus is like this really amazing open marketplace that can connects advertisers with podcasts that are relevant to their brand. And, you know, they you get a chance to kind of make buddies <laughs> inside of this place and see who you want to work with. Uh, what's really cool is that if you sign up with what is it Podfusion, use the pro- promo code Podfusion when you join the platform and you'll pay no commission on your first ad campaign if it yes. so happens. So you guys go uh, check out cast.plus. Um, so now we're on to some tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. All right, dude, what is this? This is actually Jessica's tool tip. I know. So over the weekend, I went to go see Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. I saw the pictures. So cute. By the way, your children must. Oh, really? You must take your family to see this. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it is not just a movie that is... 
Like the Disney story is really only 25% of it. The singing and the sets and the, like, it was like the most amazing Broadway show I've ever seen. And I've been to many Broadway shows and, and it was like being inside of it because it wasn't on a stage. It was even better. Wow. Okay. It was cool. amazing. We so when I get to the theater, I, so when I get to the theater, I realize that like, okay, because I always fandango my tickets, especially because I don't know about you, but our theater now has limited seating because they turned it into a theater where you recline. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Not really, but that's okay. Does your theater have this thing now where like they totally re- renovated the theater and now each chair is a full on like lazy boy recliner? They ripped out like the old seating and now every single chair is a recliner so now oh. rather than have like a hundred seats really you can only fit like 40 people in there oh i see okay so i have to fandango and even then i have to suffer trying to get four seats in a row it's almost impossible so anyway i fandango the tickets and then i get there and i realize as i'm standing in line for the concessions that there's like a walk-up line for people using something called adamtickets.com a-t-o-m tickets.com it is completely not podcasting related but oh well Basically, not only can you buy your tickets through this app and on the website, but as you check out, you can reserve your concessions. Oh. So, in other words, let's say I wanted to go to a movie on Saturday. I would buy the tickets for me and Scott. And then the next process is pick your seats. And then the next process is can we reserve any concessions for you? I would like a large popcorn with butter, I would like candy, I would like soda, I would like nachos. And then you get there and it's just waiting for you. That's nuts. Then you can just like grab it's it, go sit crazy. down. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right. Then you show them your phone and you go sit down. It's like, I mean, come on, it's not exactly a tool tip, but it's like the most amazing thing. Like I was that just like, cool. life is a, life could be a breeze. <laughs> shaboom, shaboom. Wow. You know, so I got all excited. So I'm just saying like, and then I asked the kid when I checked in, I was like, what's the difference between this and Fandango? And he was like, nothing, except that you can do the food part. And I was like, right on. If it's just like Fandango, you have to, I think. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. So you guys, if anybody takes up Jess on, you know, using that. And and my only concern with that is that I'm not sure everybody uses it, at least because I go into little tiny movie theaters and I don't think they're that like into it well you know so what's what your mean? movie theater let me look for it let's see if i can look for it i don't what's even this? know give me a break um hold on you're not gonna find Wait, it do you go to Asheville ones or no is it too far uh we went to the hendersonville ones those are the ones because we there's no way we'd have to drive into town for like 60 every time we go into town it's like 60 minutes long all right so, so if i wanted to see kong i would go to the regal biltmore in Asheville, thetford street okay all right. There's also Epic Theaters of Hendersonville, and there's also the Carolina Cinemark. Okay, maybe the Epic a... ones. I think that's where we went before. Maybe that's like, huh? Okay. Well, cool beans. Oh, wait. It does say ticketing's not available. Oh. See, there are ya. some where it's available, but not that one. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'd use it, but it's just like a lot of the places I'm amazed that we go, I'm it's in like, Delaware. Oh. Well, I mean, next time you go to a movie, I would look just on the website before I download the app because you're right. I mean, I was amazed it was even in, in Wilmington because we – like there's stuff that like they keep saying like everyone's excited about like um, Fresh Direct. Oh, I Fresh Directed to your house. Well, over the Pennsylvania line, which by the way is 10 minutes from my house – you can fresh direct stuff to here, but if I live here, I can't get an account yet because it's Delaware. 
Oh, I was like, you guys are a bunch of cheeseheads. Thanks. That's so it. yeah, it's annoying because when Emily passed away, people fresh directed me stuff. Right. But then when I went to go fresh direct my own stuff, I couldn't. Oh, so that's weird. weird. I know. It's bizarre. Oh, well. So now we get a little bit of movies and now we're moving on to my uh, tool app that I'm going to probably report a little bit more on. But currently my latest app obsession is called Bear, B-E-A-R. The Bear app. It's really? a writing app. Wait. And um, you can see the link in the show notes. It's a free app. So it's a free text app, like basically plain text for both iOS and Mac. And it syncs seamlessly from one thing to the next, although you do have to be a pro user to have it sync. So if you don't have it sync, then you have like this, you can, it's, you can still download them. They just won't talk to each other. Um, and what's the reason that I'm using this app is because my workflow is um, I do a lot of online stuff, as you guys know, a lot of social media things, a lot of posting, a lot of commenting, a lot of conversation that happens in social media and um, more like and, and also emails. And usually what tends to happen is as, as I'm in the middle of crafting a deep response of some kind or very complex response, I am for sure I will be interrupted 99.9% of the time. <laughs> and so if I leave my computer and I forget that I'm in the middle of doing something like this, I will refresh the Facebook page. I will, you know, shut down the computer. I will do, or somebody will bump me and I will go to a different browser and something like that. And I have lost countless of responses that I've totally put my sweat over to give you guys the best response as possible. So the Bear app is really meant to be an easy, accessible place that is aesthetically pleasing to me to write in. So it's like a beautiful environment. It's lightweight. And it's not for me to write blog posts. It's me to just simply craft these answers, deep, you know, like long form text messages or emails or message, anything like that. And it's been working fantastic. Because the other thing too is that I could start the uh, like thing and then finish sending it while I'm on the road because the app is on my phone. Uh, it also has tags, which I think I'm going to love because what happens is I have in the past used a different app to do this. But the problem with it is that it's hard for me to find when I have already addressed an issue. Like one issue that comes up a lot is how come, you know, labeling things explicit or not explicit. People are constantly asking that question in She Podcast, and it's a a unique and in-depth answer that I think that needs to get out there that most people don't know. And so they go like, well, is it explicit if I use the word ass or... Should I mark it as explicit if they use the F word one time? And, you know, there are a lot of things that come up with questions like that that are above and beyond. So I've answered that question. So anyway, the Bear app has tags. So what I could do is I could very easily tag it, um, you know, FB response, you know, hashtag FB response, hashtag uh, explicit. And then I can immediately search for anything that's tagged explicit or FB response Ooh. or both. And then I can really quickly find those answers that I have already pre-typed inside of that. And so that's actually that's what called awesome. me to it. Yeah. So it, and you can link the notes. So you can start a note and then it can link to a different note because there's a lot of things just that I Just based on the hashtag? Just based on the hashtags. It? Yeah. Inside that's of the amazing. app. And the reason I like that too is because I also do a lot of like when we do Libsyn, um, we do podcasting quick starts every month. And what I, I'm in the chat all the time 
answering questions and then oh yeah you can just pull up your standard stuff exactly and it's really easy for me to find it really fast and if somebody asks a question that i've already pre-answered in the past i can very easily search for it and paste it in there because i can retype it because i know the answer but it's it's really just the search function that i'm like oh yes so anyway, you guys check it out. I um, subscribe to it. Again, it's a subscription model that these guys are using to monetize their app because it's free. It's beautifully designed. It's $14.99 a year to subscribe for the Pro. And with the Pro, you get to export in a lot of different um, way, like PDF, HTML, like all kinds of stuff like that. And you also get uh, the ability of syncing. Like And it's the in-time syncing, I think that's – I'm not sure what the uh, Apple names it really, where you start like typing and you can leave the app open and that it immediately shows up on the iOS device and you can immediately go there. So it's like in, in the moment. You don't have to wait for things to sync up, which is awesome. Anywho, shall we move on to the Weird and Wild Show of the Week, which is sponsored by Miss Happiness Mama. Um, a lovely little podcast and more by Miss Heather. And she um, has a, a, just an incredible gift for bringing mommies together that is really just about having mindful um, mamas consciously creating their happiness lives. You guys should definitely check it out. You can go over to facebook.com slash groups slash happiness mama. She has a nice little group there. Or you can go straight to happinessmama.com or, of course, subscribe to the podcast because it's so amazing. Yes, thank you so much for Heather. Yay, Heather. Whoop, whoop. Weird and wild show of the week. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild show of the week. Boom. So I have an, an interest now. I'm going to just drop this here to you guys because I have um, I think that one of the ways that we can grow podcasting is to educate our uh, newest people, our new our new generations with our kids, having our kids listen to podcasts, our teenagers possibly find a way to express themselves via podcast. Um, so I found this uh, podcast that was just uh, released. Um, it is. I found it on the MTV.com website. Actually, the title for this episode for this um, um, article is "Introducing Rookie," a podcast hosted by Tavi Gevinson. And I'm not in any teenage girl things, but I do know that Rookie is a well, at least according from what I'm reading here, Rookie is a magazine by and for teenage teenagers and their cohorts of any age. I was 15 when I founded our site rookiemag.com in 2011 because I couldn't find a publication for young people that respected its readers' intelligence, honestly addressed what they were going through, and had actual teens writing for it. In the years since, millions of people continue to to return to Rookie for emotional guidance and artistic inspiration. So um, it looks like this is going to be an awesome podcast for its... um, you know, ladies discussing creativity, feminism, pop culture, love, bodies, poetry, candy, and more. So if you have a... I know if you have a teenage girl, introduce them to Rookie. I think this will be really great to get that conversation going. Positive media in their ears. This isn't anything that they're going to be looking at and thinking that they have to be just like her. They can just listen and inspire themselves through their ears and be who they are. So, yay. 
We got Jessica's pet peeve, sponsored by Team Podcasts. Oh, dear. Here we go. So this section is sponsored by Christy Hauser of Team Podcast. Um, if you don't know teampodcast.com and if you're starting a podcast or if you're struggling with overwhelm in your current podcast, you need to go see teampodcast.com right now because she helps with show notes. She helps with social media. She helps with scheduling. She helps with editing. They help their team helps with everything. So, um, if you need help with any of the things, if you feel like you're doing too much stuff, if you feel like if you could just outsource one piece of it, your life would be so much better. This is how you're going to do that. Teampodcast.com. And now for my pet peeve. Here we go. Jessica's pet peeve. Okay. Okay. So after this whole debacle happened about the episode, I got kind of like pissy about Facebook and... I started wondering, and I'm still contemplating whether or not I want to quit Facebook. Like, I've never in 10 years ever considered quitting Facebook. I've always sung Facebook's praises. I love everything about Facebook. But once this happened, I kind of looked at my other, like, I've been looking, and I've been looking at posts on Facebook lately and looking in my newsfeed and feeling dissatisfied probably since bef- right before the presidential election. And I realized after this happened, I can, I can now distinctly say what's bothering me about Facebook. Here it is. I feel like it, when I first started, it was like always like a trying to amuse one another, like trying to talk about our day, asking if anyone else relates to what you're going through, telling little fun stories about yourself. And I feel like it has been relegated to bragging, bitching, or bossing people around. And I don't like any of those things. Right. You encapsulated that very, very well. Thank you. I'm saying like when I did a long time ago, I did a, I did a like sort of like how to be more personal on Facebook. And my rule was don't talk about race. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about sex. Don't talk about anything medical that's disgusting. Like you can talk about like heart surgery, but don't post pictures of your stitches. You can talk about no gastrointestinal. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like people adhered to that for a really long time. And now I feel like it's sort of becoming not this and that people are posting a lot about religion, a lot about politics. I'm still happy to not see that people have gas or what their favorite sexual position is. But I'm just saying, like, it's starting to be broken and people are only using it to tell me what to do, complain about something or or brag about how freaking fantastic they are in their life. is, And I hate all three of those. So now I don't know what to do. My pet peeve this week is just Facebook. Just Facebook. (laughs) Just Facebook as it is. Just Facebook right as it is. And I challenge you to go on your newsfeed right now and find me a post that isn't one of those three things. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to look myself. Okay, what did you say? What were the things? One of them's like bragging. One of them's complaining. Bragging, bitching, bossing. Bragging, bragging, bitching, bitching, bossing. bossing. Okay, bragging, bitching, bossing. Let's see. Oh, and that's not even including ads, which are actually. You know what? Free. I kind of like totally digging the ads lately. But yeah, that's a that's they're a total at least trying hard. Yeah, because they're trying to get them into like this stuff. I've been getting awesome ads. I'm so excited. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I would totally be interested in that. But you know why I think that I'm getting that is because I have also said, "Don't show me this again." From a lot of the other ads that I was getting. Like I've been actively saying, I don't want to see an ad about this. I don't want to see a bit. I don't want this in my feed. And I think that it's learning, I guess. No, I actually found one. Actually, I found one like fairly. Yeah. 
So I have someone talking about they had great weather on their trip, which isn't necessarily bragging, but it could fall in that category. A photo from a birthday party. All right. That's kind of nice. I found There's a, John a, complaining about how tired he is. Diane Daniels on spring break with her girlfriend. I guess wife, her wife. I mean, I'm starting to see a lot of pictures, so now I feel like a guilty jerk for saying this. But, I mean, I think you get the point. Like, in general, it's just starting to sway on me. Like, I miss when people were funny and interesting. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that means I have to start blocking out people that don't fall in this category. Or stop friending people who I just have a lot of people. Like, my rule for friending someone if they decide they want to be my friend is if I have enough people in common with them... I'll accept and just see if we interact. But there's actually that's stupid because in no way can you easily go back and unfriend them if you don't interact. Yeah. Which is where I am now. That's the issue there. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Oh, well. So. Oh, well. I agree with you, though. That's a good pet peeve. It's kind of annoying. Although lately I've just been checking out two different feeds on Facebook because all I do is like just get my... I just look at two different people's feeds and that's it. <laughs> that's really? Mine? Um, actually, they're else. both uh, political ones. Oh, for Pete's sake. And that's it because I like her commentary and I like his funky news, news stuff that he's putting on. It's like a girl and a guy and I just go in there and I look at those two and then I'm done. I read all of their posts because I'm not interested in anything else. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not dissing the people that I love. This isn't about like, I don't, I'm not interested in you. I'm just saying I usually just go in there. It's kind of like, I just kind of want to get the scoop on what's, what's happening politically really quick. Cause I don't, and because you know why Jess, I'm mm. in Facebook all day. I know. How and, do you stand it? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I do not go to my news feed. I go to she podcasts or I go to the Lipson page mm-hmm. because I'm on there all day. And, how horrible is it that where you work, you also have your friends and you also get your news and you also watch videos and you also look at people's pictures. Like it's, it feels like I have no space. So nowhere else to go. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so I think that I just go, I'm just no longer social. I, well, you're asking the wrong person, Jess, because I would be on social for the rest of my life if it wasn't for you. So. <laughs> no, oh I mean, what is a person who's disillusioned with social media to do i mean it actually is very good timing because i leave in two days for social media marketing world and if you can't be inspired there there's just no hope for you right anymore. so where you're gonna have to report back what that happens and which is why we're yep. recording right now and we are going quite a bit over today so um yeah so we'll wrap actually, it on are we I can't even Rappity pappity. Well, this says we're only yeah. an hour, but yeah, it's actually, I'm no, sure it's 45 minutes too much. And you'll notice that I'm like, <laughs> you're reading the news and I'm just sitting here like, I don't want to say anything snarky, anything <laughs> offensive. I'm just going to let Elsie talk <laughs> and smile and look pretty, even though it's audio. Oh, smile and look pretty. How does that, I guess that's what silence is like an audio. Smiling and looking pretty is silence in audio. Exactly. That was my point. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, um, but what's the alternative? Botching, bitching, bragging. Yeah, dude. I don't want any more <laughs> bitching about me. 
can't have any more bitching about me on Facebook. I didn't like that. I don't like that. I don't want to be in that position again. People can bitch about me behind my back all day long. Feel free. I don't care. I'm not interested. But don't publicly accuse me of something so foul and don't I mean and this and there's another person that separately posted and bashed our ability to be coaches even. You missed that beauty. Yeah. And um Well, it's a, <laughs> a guy you, I gotta tell you. It's a I mean, it was crazy. People are fascinating. Oh, people are <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's you know, I, but really, is it Facebook that's the pet peeve or is it the whole culture of constantly getting angry about everything? Well, you know what? I don't want to know anymore what pisses people off. I'm not interested. You know, it used to be a cocktail party. You don't go into a cocktail party and start announcing everything that's ever angered you. Why is that happening on Facebook now? Why can't we go back to the cocktail party where you go in, tell a joke, learn about other people and shut the hell up? Because it's like we, we've talked about this before. It's a totally new world. People don't know how to behave. And the thing I is, don't like it. There are no, no. physical <laughs> cues. No, I, hey, there are no physical cues. I mean, I, I kept thinking, like, could you imagine, like, okay, There's so with the She Podcast, because the She Podcast is growing a lot, the group, you know, the group is like, like every day, it's insane how many people are asking to go on there. And it's kind of hard to police the people who go in there and are uh, self-promoting or are doing crazy things like, like, I think I'm, it's too much. I can't even speak. Something got deleted that, um... <laughs> Something was called to my attention today because mm-hmm. someone in our group was mean to someone else in our group. Did you no delete way. that? I didn't yeah. delete that. I didn't know. I will paraphrase this person's alert okay. to me. All right. Which was, I'm trying not to be a jerk. I want to throw down with this girl who is just being obnoxious to an obvious podcast noob. It's a post from X and Y is just, I can't. I just can't. I don't know how much you guys police, but I'm getting twitchy. <gasps> Okay. This was, of course, at two in the morning, though. Of course. And then, uh, and then now at two p.m. is when I see it, like twelve hours later, right? So right. I go, "What is it? Tell me who, where." And she was like, "Oh, it's deleted now." Oh. And I said, "Good." And she said it was totally obnoxious. Somebody asked about ZenCaster, and the person responded saying she would only ever do like things in person in studio. You know, she was just oh. being, yeah, she was judging. However, we all podcast differently right she's being a little judgy about it and if she doesn't want to she's not dreaming big enough oh gosh show me the post like i got so angry (laughs) yeah that's not the kind of stuff where is it no you know that's the kind that oh i that would have made me so upset if i saw that the other thing you deleted it maybe she deleted it maybe they did it or maybe I, i you know what would be really made me sad if whoever posted that deleted it because they felt like bad about themselves that would really piss me off why because you know whoever posted it whoever posted instead about Zencaster oh, and, something else, and then they were like and then they were like well i guess i'm not gonna post anything in here anymore because this lady no, just no, she's, a my face. she's a pretty i don't know how frequent but she seems to post enough where she, i mean she's new so she has lots of questions oh okay all. all right but um you know what i don't stupid questions but and I don't ever anyway. think there's a stupid question, really. But I do think I that there are really randomly crazy posts that I'm not particularly happy with. There's what I couldn't even get it out earlier, where somebody will be posting affirmations, like just random pictures of the world is meant to be lived. 
period. Okay. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, okay. That's so random. Well, I know. And it's just like, you look around and they're all, they're like these affirmations about life and spirit. And not that I, believe me, I am an affirmation believer and I am a spiritual being, but I just don't see how that matters inside of She Podcast. Like, I'm like, I don't want to see that here. I know, Am I being but judging? I just don't want to see what piss. I just don't want to see what's pissing everybody off all the time. Anyway, okay. I don't want to know why you're angry all the time. Why do you have to make everyone else angry? Why can't you keep it to yourself? <laughs> why don't you post what makes you happy? Why don't you post what makes you amused? I'd rather see for that. once. That's what I would. What like amuses to see. you? What's funny? I love, I just, What's I just funny? put that on my Twitter feed. I love blackberries. Totally love them. They're so, they are yummy. delicious. If you get the and right so, ones, fantastic. So, I'm like so into raspberries right now. I'm black. I'm sorry, blackberries. And I'm like, I can't even get enough. Sometimes they're bitter though. They are, but I'm so, you know, bitter. when I was a kid, I, I used I, to I have blackberries in my backyard. My very first house, not a townhouse, but a real house we moved into when I was four and the whole backyard was full of blackberries. It was fantastic. Yummy. I cannot tell you how many shirts I ruined eating them, though. Because <laughs> I was Dude. a kid. Shoving blackberries in my face, making a big mess. Um, oh, my God. Anyway, over I think an we hour, should... But if anyone wait, would like yes. to answer what happened to Facebook and how we can collectively restore its goodness and beauty, yes. let me know. Yes, totally. And on that positive note, let's hit it and quit it. Let's hit it and quit it. Um, and you guys, you can always send us feedback over at uh, feedback at shepodcast.com. You can attach a voice feedback. We will play it on the show for you. Uh, you yes, can also uh, use SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash shepodcast. Or if you have the SheePodcast, I'm sorry, the SpeakPipe app, you can definitely just search SheePodcast and we'll be right there for you to converse with us. So uh, we look forward to hearing from Jess on the next episode. After she comes Don't forget back to get your tickets for podcast media. movement. Yes. yes, yes. She podcasts. Coupon code. Coupon code. Woohoo. Yay. All right. Bye, guys. Love you. Mean it.